0: It is Monday, May 15th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Celtics dominate the Sixers en route to the conference finals.
1: And John Morant in hot water again. Here comes the Vegas truth.
0: This is straight out
1: of Vegas.
0: we are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day.
1: 112-88 Sixers, non-competitive in game seven. VGK back in the Western Conference Finals. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? It's gotta be it's gotta be one of these things. I assume it's going to be the Celtics
0: we got to talk about this blowout because this was as one-sided a Game 7 as I think we've ever seen. Mackenzie Rivers is here, our NBA expert. and Matt, could you remember? I mean, there's been one-sided games before in the playoffs. We've had plenty of them. But in a Game 7, a do or die for both teams, to have one team essentially only play less than half a game and then forfeit the rest? I don't think I don't recall ever seeing this big of a blowout in a game seven.
2: It's an interesting question. And I queried it up. Looks like Maverick Suns last year, just last oh, year, that's twelve right. months like ago. 33 33 point I remember that. That
0: was 33 the, points. That was the blowout. Yes. Okay. I remember that one. So
2: this is clocking in at what twenty-four? It was actually an impressive yeah. showing for Philadelphia for the first like twenty-eight-ish minutes. And then it kind of they turned back into a pumpkin. I think it gotta look at James Harden, you gotta look at Joel Embiid. When you don't have the refs because it's a game seven and they're going to let you play, when someone's seen you over and over again and they know that jab step's coming, mm-hmm. I think they're just less effective. And I think, uh, you know, lots of turmoil in Philadelphia. Uh, it really would have happened either way. Either team that lost this probably shakes things up, and Philadelphia's the team that did.
1: Yeah, and by the way, I, when I first got to Houston, the Mavericks beat, uh, it, the Mavericks beat the Rockets. I don't remember what round of the playoffs it was in. I think it was the first round. And they beat him in Game Seven by like forty points. It was the Yao T Mac Rockets it just got absolutely obliterated. So this, like, this is a a moderate ass whooping for Game <laughs> Seven. It could have been
0: a lot worse. It really because should. The, I mean, yeah, like the Celtics kind of were messing around there at the end, but it, it could have been a lot worse.
1: And let's let's first start with the good. Could Jason Tatum have been any better? Like Jason Tatum, who's had kind of a roller coaster series, had some real dud games, and I remember saying, man. The fact that the Sixers lost a game where Jason Tatum scored seven points, mm-hmm. that could come back and haunt them. Because in game seven, he might score 50 freaking one points. And that's exactly what he did. 17 of 28 from the floor. He was an absolute force in this game. And when a guy like Jason Tatum has a game like that, it makes you wonder: like, even if the even if the Sixers weren't dog shit, which they were, to put it politely. They were dog shit. But if they weren't, Mm -hmm.
0: they still probably lose this game. Well, first off, you mentioned the Sixers being dog shit. The 10 points they scored in the third quarter, it's the fewest points in a playoff quarter in the shot clock era ever. Uh, But Jason Tatum, the first player with 50 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists in a series-clinching win, and he also became the first player in NBA history to have a 50-point game in the regular season, the all-star game, and the playoffs in the same year.
1: That's pretty good. And what's crazy is Steph set the record for most points in a game seven.
0: Earlier this Like playoffs. a couple weeks <laughs> ago. And now it's broken.
1: Jason Tatum broke the record you know, of 50. He's now 51.
0: People question me when I would say, and I believe I said this on the Dream Pod or maybe it was on this podcast when we talked about, like, if you were starting, like, a team today, like, who's your first pick? And I think we said, oh, well, age has to matter, right? And if age matters, like, Jason Tatum's the first guy you choose in the NBA. And people sometimes, like, don't understand how good this kid is. Like, if you were talking about who the best players in the world right now are, I mean, even regardless of age, yes, you talk about Jokic, you can talk about Giannis, and Jason Tatum's in that conversation. Luca, Luca, sure. But then when you factor age into the equation, Jason Tatum has to top your list. What is he, 24?
2: 25. 25. Luka's 24. Luka's 24. Jokic is 28. Giannis is 28. I think it's an interesting conversation. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say it's Tatum, you know.
0: I'd take, Tatum, I'd take Tatum over Luka right now. I think I would, too. Yeah. Playoff experience. I, I think Testemata. I would take Giannis well, or last Jokic. Last year, Luka was really good.
2: I would take Giannis or Jokic
1: before.
0: Even at twenty, at 28. He's What's yeah. SGA, 24
1: also? Uh, I know he's first team All-NBA. But he's probably not in that conversation yet. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. But... Tatum certainly at the top of the list of guys you would take. Like, I'm not going to argue that whatsoever. Can we
0: talk about Embiid for a minute?
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing because everyone's going to say, Oh, elimination game, James and elimination game. James showed up elimination game. Doc Rivers showed up and they did exactly what they've done almost their entire careers. And that's choke it away in elimination games. Mm -hmm. But they, they pulled Joel Embiid into the muck with them. And if you wanted to discredit or you wanted to, like, poke holes in the fact that this guy won the MVP award and you watched this game tonight, if this was the only game you watched all year and someone said that was the MVP of the league, you would go, what? That so guy? He averaged- Who, like, after every time he misses a layup, he comes up, like, holding his yeah. knee and limping a little bit? It 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 couldn't have been a worse game for him. So and Here we
0: go. 33.1 points per game in the regular season but only 23.7 points per game in these playoffs. The 9.4 drop off is the largest drop off for a regular season MVP in NBA history. It's yeah. the worst performance When
2: you qualify but of NBA MVPs like it's not a surprise that James Harden of the of the MVPs of like the 50 greatest players ever 15 or whatever how many people is the worst in the playoffs. That's obvious. We've No, seen Joel
0: Embiid I'm saying Joel Embiid's drop off here is the largest drop off? Oh, by for, I, I by misunderstood. An, I
2: think meant any MVP, no, 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 MVP no. of that season. This uh,
0: year's—it's that year's MVP. This is the worst playoffs that an NBA MVP has ever had. If you—if you like by that metric, by sure. that yeah. metric, yeah. Yeah, literally, yeah. it's the largest point drop off per game from a regular season MVP going into that year's postseason. Now, maybe because he got eliminated in this round, I mean, he played two rounds, but. And, and there was only four games, and he missed, you know, at some yeah, time. he, but he
2: still, missed, like, 50% of a
0: game. It's, it's, it's still telling that you know he wasn't good. No.
1: And if you said <laughs> the big three for Philadelphia, if you said Embiid, Harden, and Maxi, they scored 41 points yesterday, and that is 10 points less than what Jason Tatum scored all by himself. Like, none of those guys said, you know what? This is my moment. Let me grab this. Let me take this. <laughs> Not one of them. And like Harden was, it, it, it was funny because in a way it was frustrating, but in another way it was like, man, this is so different than the James Harden I knew. James would drive to the basket and right before he'd go to score, he'd kick it out and they were getting wide open threes and missing them. So in yeah. a way it's like, man, you really want, then the, the announce crew was like, you really want to see James take over here. And he, but he kept hitting open guys for threes and they kept missing. So it's like, do you hate on him for for passing the ball off when when he's got an open three point shooter? I don't know. Do you want him to take over at some point when he sees Embiid scuffling? Sure. I I just I, I've said this I said this earlier. I'll say it again. I don't know if it would have mattered. Like if Embiid would have played a, an above average Embiid game, if James Harden played an above average James Harden game, I don't think they were beating the Sixers or beating the Celtics yesterday. I think the Celtics were just were just better.
0: But this was this was a three point game at half.
1: Uh, this, the Sixers look like they might run yeah. away with it early <laughs> in this game.
2: Right. So if Embiid you know, goes 7-for-7 seven seven on a stretch and they're up 15, it's a different game. They totally could have won this game. It's, it's,
1: I think it boils down to what I said earlier in the series, it, and, it, and it ended up being, was it game five or game six, the blow, I, the game where the, the Celtics ended up blowing them out. I said there was a moment where you could see James and Embiid quit, and they started walking the floor. Yeah, when there was still time yep. on the clock, like yep. they still had, they were still in the game, but they were like, oh,
0: "This is bullshit." Yeah, we talked we're about Do- when Doris this Burke one. was like flipping out. She was like,
1: "There's still time left." And, <laughs> and you know what? Like, if you want to excuse that away and say, "Well, they realized, hey, let's save our energy for Game seven. there's no excuse in a Game Seven. Mm-hmm. It's either like you're you're not saving energy for anything except Mexico. So it's like it, fight till the end, and it just seemed like they were willing to, to, to quit. And I I guess when nothing falls in the third quarter, it, like you see the writing on the wall, but man, you'd love from, from the MVP of the fricking league, you'd love to see a little more fight than we saw yesterday.
0: Mackenzie, was there, yeah. is there any coincidence that, I mean, I don't think so, but from, from your perspective, that these last two games so impressively won by the Celtics happened to be when Joe Mazzola made the switch and, Went to Robert Williams in the starting lineup. Yeah, it's a good
2: point. The Sixers averaged 84 points in the two, in the two games. Uh, there was a moment late last season where it looked like the Celtics were the greatest team of all time. Like their net rating with Rob Williams yes. in the lineup and, and the Jays shoot, shooting from the outside was impeccable. It was 24, plus 24 net rating. And then this year it was minus 19. It didn't mm-hmm. work at all. So it didn't work in the last year's playoffs. It kind of fell apart. Rob Williams got, got hurt again. Wasn't able to play as much as he wanted to in the finals. And it didn't work this season. So people were pointing their finger like, why, Why? you know, what happened? Maybe it just needed time. You know, surg- or surgery. Or maybe you
0: have a 34-year-old head coach that found out a week before the season started that but he was going to be the head coach.
2: In the season, they tried 10 games. and yeah. put Rob Williams in the starting lineup. It didn't work. They were bad. They were like the worst of the starting lineups that, they, that the Celtics played. But, you know, he's better now. <laughs> he looks better now. He looks like he has that old, that, that pop in him.
0: It's amazing that we have the exact bubble conference finals three years later. And I kind of joked about it, like, last week. And I was like, the NBA is, you know, course correcting itself. Well, it's, it's very it's giving the, orchestrated, uh, I think. It's you know. giving the fans that didn't get a chance to see the Lakers and the Heat in the NBA finals during the the bubble. It's giving them a chance now to see their teams in the NBA finals. But to have it's like the exact conference finals is kind of kind of bizarre. Yeah, bizarre is a a good word for it.
2: So, by the way, some uh, hot off the press pregame research: Doc Rivers, when facing elimination, twelve and seventeen ATS. It's forty one percent. It's not good. With a chance to close out, so game seven being both seventeen and thirty two ATS, thirty five percent. Does Doc Rivers get fired over this? Uh, I, think there's some, uh, I think there's some very real possibilities. It's, it all has to do with his relationship with um, Maury.
1: And, and Doc said he planned to be back next season, next season in the postgame. To me, the most disturbing thing about the postgame, and, it, like, again, I'm a Joel Embiid fan. I, I like the guy. I want to see him succeed. What he said in the postgame presser really struck me wrong.
2: You can't win alone. Um, I can't win alone. I can't. Me and James, we just can't win alone. You know, that's why basketball is played 5-on-5. So, you know, we just need everybody to just, you know, try to keep finding ways to get better and, uh, you know, we'll we'll be fine.
1: When I hear Joel Embiid say something like that after a a game where he played terrible, it really kind of – sours me on joel what are you McKinsey, i'll ask you what are your thoughts on joel's statements post
2: uh it's very self- unself-aware, in my opinion it's you know it's, what's the old saying like when you lose it's you when, when you win is us that's that seems like it would uh
1: it's not leadership it's not what you
2: expect it from would a leader. cause some riffs. unless he wants it unless he wants a lot of people out of the locker room that are currently there uh, if I'm PJ Tucker, I, I don't I feel some of way about but, that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Teammate, teammates can't yeah. be can't be happy year. about that. Well,
1: and by the way, I mean, like, if you said, "Hey, look around, look around this locker room. Who are the guys who played the best yesterday?" Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris, PJ
0: Tucker, right? Like, those are the guys <laughs> who probably kind of kept you kept you even. In it, yeah. Imagine, like, imagine if like Tobias Harris was saying that or or, or Tyrese Maxey, (laughs) guys. We can't win by ourselves. What a crazy thing to say. We we need more. (laughs) What a crazy
1: thing to say when you go five of 18 from the field. You're minus 28, minus 28 Mm -hmm. when you're on the floor, and you go, Yeah, can't just be us. Can't be me and James, who was minus 30, by the way. Can't be us. It's got to be all five on five. Yeah, how about the two of you participate, Mm -hmm. and it could be five on five.
2: It was 55-57 with 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. You're an MVP. You step up or you don't, but it's it's on you.
1: And I think him being now the reigning MVP of the league, to say that on his way out. And you know what? I didn't like it when Giannis said what he said after they lost. It's not a disappointment. It's not a failure. It's not a failure. Yeah, like – yeah, it is. Like, objectively, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you you were the one seed and you lost to an eight. It's absolutely a failure. Like, for, for Joel Embiid to say this, it's like, I think what you oh, said death. is is the most accurate. It's like, he's just really self, uh, like, unaware of what the situation was. And it's like, I get most nights, they, you know what? And there's probably, and I don't know how many games the, the Sixers lost between the, uh, I guess they lost 28 in the regular season and, and four in the playoffs. So there's probably been... 31 other times this year where Joel sa- – and he wasn't there for all of them. I shouldn't even say that. He's hurt half the time. But he sat there and said, you know what? He, if he'd said, hey, I can't do it by myself, a lot of times you would have been like, you know what? You're right, Joel. Your teammates suck. Like Harden had plenty of games, plenty of stinkers over the course of the regular season. In this game of all games, the games that send you home, you say, can't just be us. Yeah. give me Yeah. A- yeah. You're the freaking MVP. You've got to do more than what you did. Give me under Sixers wins next year. I don't, I mean, I, you know, McKenzie said, I don't know what happens with Doc. I don't either. And Doc said after, he said he expects to be back again. I don't know how much of it is his decision, but I can't, I don't know what this roster looks like. I know there was a lot of Rockets fans in Houston and I'm, I still have a lot of, uh, a lot of people I follow on Twitter are Rockets people. And before yesterday, they were still kind of on the bring James Harden back to Houston train. And all of a sudden, that was like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe he's not the best for, for this. Why? I, I did not understand no that idea. at all. <laughs> Tillman Forte doesn't. Uh, he's in love with James Harden. Like, but you got a young team. You're hoping to add a superstar to it in this draft. The last thing you need is James Harden involved in that. But I don't. I really don't know what this Sixers team looks like going forward. This feels like this was maybe their best opportunity. And then I saw, I, I sent you guys the tweet uh, that that StatMuse had put out that was like really kind of eye-opening fourth quarters in their last three playoff games for Philly Harden 0.0 field goals made zero free throws made Ben Simmons five points zero field goals made five free throws made like basically both of them in their last three fourth quarters did absolutely nothing do the Sixers want to bring James Harden back like it At this point, I've always said, and Scott, I know you agree with me, you can't win with James Harden as your best player. I agree. Now, I think you have to question, I mean, this is what they look like with him next to the best player in the league, presumably. Can you win with James Harden as your second best player at this point? I think that's got to be in question now. So... I, it's a it's an ugly situation in Philly. I think going forward.
0: Let's talk about the Celtics moving forward now against the Miami Heat. Were they and minus
1: fifteen thousand? Yeah. Like I mean, every nothing the <laughs> Celtics do can
0: take any shine off of them. Like minus five fifty. Yeah, for all. the Celtics against the Heat, Mackenzie, um, is that too overpriced and disrespectful for the Miami Heat? Their seven and a half points, is what the line is for Game One in Boston. Celtics minus seven and a half.
2: And that's pretty much what uh, the line was for Celtics Sixers. Yeah. So that's actually, and that, when you put it like that, it's a ton of respect for the Heat, uh, comp- considering where we thought the Heat were coming into the play right. and where
0: we thought the Sixers were coming. I in actually the see some eights on the board.
2: Yeah, I think that's light. I think I think the Celtics are, are six points better. They arguably don't have the home court advantage. They seem to lose a lot of these home court playoff games. But if you give them three and a half, four points, then yeah, you're you're looking at a, a team that should be nine, late nine.
0: Celtics, like e- Celtics, even money to win the title right now. They are your you, favorite. You
2: can get plus 110, shop around. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Jason Tatum, plus 180 to win finals MVP. Oh, I yeah. I feel like he's – you know, that that game six win where he only scored like one point in the first three quarters, mm-hmm. he played exactly the same way that he was always going to be playing, and it was really impressive. And then in the fourth quarter, he scored more than the whole Sixers team Yep, they come back and win. I feel like it's his team more than ever. I know Jalen Brown gets a lot of love an All Star, good player, but I don't, I don't think any other any other player, any other Celtic wins the MVP. So kind of like that, a plus one eighty. If you like the Celtics to win it all, yeah,
0: I do. I think that's a good bet right now. Uh, we have to talk about obviously the, the the other story in the NBA right now. Uh, Lakers Nuggets game one is going to be on uh, it's tomorrow, so we'll talk about that on tomorrow morning show. But yesterday, Mackenzie, you sent out the email blast about John Morant's suspension. And I swear when I read it, I thought you had forwarded an old email. <laughs> and I was about to text you and say, was this a mistake? <laughs> they jump all over again. Like yeah, like you sent you forwarded an email from like a month ago or two months ago. Like what are you what are you doing, bro? You tired? <laughs> and nope. I log on to Twitter and I saw the reports and then I read up on it. And yeah, uh, the Grizzlies suspending John Morant from all team activities after Another social media video of him. I guess what is he on IG Live?
2: Yeah, this one apparently, from all reports though, was legal. He wasn't in a club, he didn't go past security guards, he didn't do anything,
0: mm-hmm. violated state laws. But he's flashing he's he a handgun while driving. No, he's not driving, oh, he's not driving, he's the passenger, he's the passenger. okay.
2: And that would be illegal. That would, <laughs> so yes. I, I think, right.
1: I don't know if even, I think, fil- like filming yourself while yeah, driving it might would just be illegal. generally
0: reckless enough. Yeah, to, it's to reckless. It a law. Uh, could you imagine? Like, could you imagine like the gotcha, the gotcha media that exists right now, where if John Morant was driving, filming himself holding <laughs> a gun, and the thing that they want to like get him charged for is like. Utilize using his cell phone while driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: and, and which is I, illegal.
2: You shouldn't do it.
1: I'm I'm torn on this because it's like first of all, like you kind of think maybe John Morant, who we talked about this last week, John Morant not making the All NBA team. Had he not missed that chunk of games to suspension in the regular season, maybe he makes maybe. it. And what did it cost him thirty nine million dollars? Yep. You maybe if I, if I'm John Morant, I'm thinking man. How do that I was, not myself? That cost was a thirty-nine marijuana. million dollar mistake. I'm going to make sure that never happens again. But at the same time, I mean, the, it, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, unless John Morant's a convicted felon, and I don't know about it. Maybe he is, but unless he's a convicted felon, he's allowed to have a gun. Yeah. He didn't take it into a a, a nightclub. But what He didn't it does... take it into a a, a
2: bar. Like, he's in his in a vehicle. It's completely fine with me. I had no problem. I didn't really have that big of a problem with the fact that he brought it into a club or whatever. But it unwinds the narrative that he spent a long time, the whole NBA, yeah. writing, which is that he was remorseful. And then he went to Florida and looked at the water and realized that he's bigger than this or something. But, uh, no, it doesn't really seem like he gives uh, an F It's really about weird that. that, like, for John Morant, it's
1: like a gun seems to be almost like a um, like a fashion piece. Like, oh, yeah. When a lot of dudes will pull up their chains, he's like, check out my piece. It's a really weird move. And I don't like when you're like, he was vibing with his boys. Like it felt like a <laughs> right. good time. And like, I don't know if the three of us were in a car vibing, listen to music. And, and I got
0: a gun. And <laughs> I just pulled out a gun on you guys.
1: You guys were probably be like, what the hell are you doing? It would have
0: been amazing if like, <laughs> the, if like, the, if the gun was like one of those novelty lighters. And he but, like yeah, flashing yeah. it, and then he like he pressed the trigger, and like the flame came out, and he lit up his blunt or something. Or, <laughs> gotcha. or like, if it, it,
1: or it, if he flips it open, it's his cell phone <laughs> case. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> maybe like
0: maybe that's it. I don't. I know. I think the issue is like after what happened the first time, you can't be this naive. It, there's certainly poor judgment. Sticking and, your and, thumb at everybody that that you know it's it's it you sh- back exactly. It's showing that like you would rather look cool with your gun in your hand then i don't know go quietly into the night like like first of all the idea of like i understand social media now is an incredible way for athletes to connect with their fans and you love the immediacy of it and you go on twitter and you can see what your favorite athlete is thinking or what they're you know but why do you need to broadcast what you are doing at every given moment. Well, I've, and I think you should really question,
1: like. society. Well, yeah, always. <laughs> but if you're, if you're like, why are you hanging out with people who are recording anything yeah. that you do? Yep. Like, if you're famous, and in particular, you're a guy who's been in trouble already, like, I
0: don't want anything shady that or could be construed as shady to be recorded. Like, Don't you remember what Herm Edwards said at the Rookie Symposium? All those years ago. Don't press sin. Don't, pre- Ar- Don't press Don't press
2: It's a new day. It's harder on live. There's no anti you know once you turn it on live, anything can happen, I guess. But it's I
1: mean, and you could see like the guy as soon as he pulled the gun out, the guy like put the, the phone on his lap which good buddy move, <laughs> Yeah, but like bad buddy move to start the live video to begin with. Like, yeah. what are you doing?
2: What's the upside there?
1: So, I, I don't know, man.
0: Ja is a frustrating case. Well, but because... the question is, do we think this costs him regular season games next year?
2: Chandler Parsons, of all people, said he should be suspended for the season. I, I don't know how Chandler Parsons knows him or anything, but uh, I would be surprised if he missed games for this, but it's so far away. But maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? Well, what's he suspended from? They say he's
1: suspended they said team from team
0: activities. Peace. Can't work what?
1: out. Can't what work. are team activities? It's the off season.
0: Th- yeah, but he, he, he what that would entail is he cannot go to the facility to go work out. Okay, basically in the off season. So you're saying he can't has go. to go on vacation? Yeah. and can't show up at work. And work out on his own. That's it. Sounds like a reasonable can't punishment. Go get, can't go get treatment. Can't go get taped up or anything, you know. <laughs> yeah. You
1: think, you think, J- Can't like you old game. Tape. Did Ja look like a good dude who's looking to get taped up right now? <laughs> no, he looks like he's on vacation. Uh, so I don't know what the you punishment. Fired on your day off. I don- yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the- they
1: said They got me on camera stealing boxes. <laughs> I-, I don't <laughs> know stealing what boxes for. I don't know what the punishment is, or if they're <laughs> if like if that's even a real punishment. But uh, this is a-, a weird situation for sure. And what it doesn't do is, you know, again, when it comes to the All NBA team. What it does is it makes the media, like the media that cover the NBA, think, "Oh, what, this is this is what Jaw is," and endorsements, things like like ja lost endorsements a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, yeah there's Powerade no, pulled the commercial. No new yeah. ones
1: coming. Like and Jaw is the kind of player, and I remember saying this at when he was coming out of college, and I, I think I was maybe the only person in the whole wide world who said I would draft Jaw number one instead of Zion.
0: And no, I said it too.
1: Oh, did you? Okay. Well, I might, I,
0: it didn't have anything to do with Jod. It had everything to do with, I didn't believe I, I didn't believe Zion. I, I might be absolutely wrong right now because maybe Zion, who never freaking plays. I actually was saying that R.J. Barrett would be a better
1: pro than Zion Williamson.
0: That was wrong. And that, was, that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong right now? One player's on the court in the playoffs. The other player's No, not actually, playing.
1: He's not in the playoffs anymore. He was.
2: Sorry.
0: And another player's <laughs> just not playing. Hey, the best of it, the best ability is available. Right, right. And if you can't get on the floor, you can't be a better pro than somebody who's on the floor.
2: One of them's going to get 250 million for 5, one of them's not. Not if he doesn't play any more games. I think I think he's going to I think most GMs at the same price would take Zion Williams.
0: Over under Even though you're
2: right, he's added less value to his team.
0: Who plays more games next season? RJ Barrett. Guaranteed.
2: True. Maybe most I'll GMs make, sh-
0: should reconsider. That. I'll make that bet. <laughs> I'll make that bet right now that RJ plays more well, games. You gotta, than lay, Zion next you gotta year. lay something. You've Gotta lay two hundred. I'll lay ten games. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I think RJ plays at least Ooh, eleven more games than Zion at least next year. And a half, You gotta bet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if we if we redraft the uh, twenty nineteen NBA draft, like it, we we think about Zion can't stay healthy. Mar- like I, I don't even know who the number yeah. one pick in the draft is he anymore. Depends
2: on the team. Probably most teams' job. I think some teams would pick Zion.
1: I mean, what, what about Darius Garland? like yeah. like at least he feels safe and steady right like he's going to be on the court seems like Rui Hachimura <laughs> He's good or Tyler Hero I don't know but I it's it's certainly it opens a conversation uh Jordan Poole Oh I can't be Jordan Poole god he's <laughs> he, I think Jordan Poole's terrible now I think he's ruined he's ruined uh but either way not a great look for Ja I'm sure his agent's probably the guy feeling this the worst right now because he was probably hoping to get you know, sign on with some other, you know, sports drink companies He's like, hey, Prime or Gator or whoever, mm-hmm. we're out of Powerade. What, what's up? Not now, friends. Not now. So uh, bad news for Ja Morant. Although, again, suspended from team activities. I don't
3: even know what that means right now.
1: No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's nice. It Get
3: well, the people going. I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much, maybe have that glass of wine or that beer, you're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash That's drinkag1.com slash Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know Why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against with pick six? You're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at Drive King's Pick Six, the crown is yours. Gambling problem.
0: To the Western yeah. Conference Final, suck it, Canada. The Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers five two in Edmonton BGK, last night. PGK They win the series four games to two. The game goes over six and a half. Uh, although it didn't look like it was going to happen, AJ. Well, late, late I, empty netter. How I about was that? sweating this thing out. First of all, there's six goals in the first two periods, and we had nothing in the third period. Edmonton pulls their goalie with over three minutes left in the game,
1: and you've said this before about the playoffs: like that you get a lot more empty net
0: time. So, especially in in games like elimination elimination games, the problem is it wasn't. It's not the fact, and maybe I have to reevaluate this. But then again, it's an empty net, so there's always a chance. But it's not what's happening here. Is how do I explain this? The losing team is emptying the net early. So, like I said, Edmonton emptied the net with well over three minutes left in the game. You would think that's an easy opportunity. Because they were down two. Yes. Easy opportunity. We can get at least one empty net goal, maybe more, because guess what? If Vegas scores an empty net goal, the net's still going to be empty again the next time. The problem is, and we've seen this in these playoffs, when a team is winning by multiple goals, they don't try to score the empty netter. They just keep it away every time Vegas got the puck in those final three minutes clear. They chipped it along the boards. It wasn't until they got a turnover and were able to skate it all the way down that they put it into the empty net. It's not like if it's a one goal game. Yes. Every time a player touches the puck, he shoots for the empty net. But when it's a two goal game, They just chip it down the boards, and they don't try and score. So you're walking a fine line here. But still, three minutes, you got to believe someone's going to turn the puck over at some point. And they did, and Vegas got the empty netter 5-2. My handicap going into this game, I didn't want to pick a side because I thought Vegas could win. And I'm actually kicking myself for not taking Vegas at plus a goal and a half uh, because that would have been the smart play. That's what McKenzie and I thought, too. Because... Every game in this series has gone back and forth. This is the first time a team has actually won back-to-back games. But the competitive games have gone over. Game 1 was competitive. It went over. 6-4 final. Game 5 was competitive. 4-3, it goes over. The blowout games, 5-1, 5-1, and 4-1, all unders. And my handicap going into this game last night was we're going to see a competitive game. And in a competitive game, what these teams have shown us is there's more goals being scored. And that's what happened. This was a 2-1 game after the first period. 2-1 Oilers. 2-1 Oilers, yes. And then Vegas scores three goals.
1: All Jonathan Marshall, soul.
0: Three goals in Easy the second period. And what's amazing is every game of this series, I believe, has had three goals scored in the first period. Like we've had some high-scoring games that just didn't result in overs because they were one-sided, but last night was not a one-sided game, and that's why it went over. Yes, we needed an empty net goal. It was kind of one-sided. Final minute. It was a little one-sided. Yeah, I guess. I mean, four to two going into the third period. It's still, it's still a hockey game. Yeah. But you three, you get three goals at least in every first period. Yeah. How does all these games not go over? Yeah. But Good. this this one does, and uh, very thankful that that happened. So we cash that and we move on to the Western Conference Finals, where they will face the winner of Game Seven tonight, which is the, the Kraken. Over. Yes, between the <laughs> Kraken and the Stars. Boy, the love here for Dallas. Dallas minus. 210. Oh my goodness. That is a lot of love for the Dallas Stars. And I, I have it also, man. I, I I it's actually minus 190. You can shop around and get a better price. But we are seeing an adjustment on the total. It's at six now, not five and a half. So I think they're finally learning. Can't hang five and a half on the board anymore, but still at six. Every game's gone over. Every we only had one. Not just their playoff games. Regular season games, too. Game two was four to two. That was six goals. Every other game, though, five, four, game one, seven, two, game three, six, three, game four, five, two, game five, six, three, game six. Goals, goals, and more goals. I think we're in for more goals tonight, and I think it's, I tweeted it out because I was wrong. I was on Dallas, but at least I was on the over, but I was on Dallas the last game, and I said, it's going to be Dallas in the over game seven. That's, That's just the way this series has gone. I think Dallas is a better team. I applaud the Kraken. They've done an incredible job this series. But at home, in a Game 7, I like Dallas uh, here in this one. Mackenzie, you have some stats on totals in Game 7s?
2: Yes. Not in our database, but courtesy of Action Network, entering last year, 60% hit rate for unders in Game 7, very much like
0: the NBA. Well, if this thing gets pushed down to 5.5 because money comes in on the under, I'll gladly take the over once again. And right now, the under six, I'm seeing at minus 120. So either shop around or wait and see if this thing does get pushed to five and a half.
2: What was the game six total?
0: Pushed down to five and a half. It, it started out at six, then it got bet down.
2: So no, f- no change to game six to game seven?
0: No, the game said six right now.
2: It so it's higher. A hmm.
0: little bit higher, but it's still juiced it's to still, the it's under. It's going over. Yeah, it's right. still juiced. The, it should be six and a half. I, I just don't get it. The books just keep losing on this. Like you would think, the you books would, never lose. You would—they keep losing on this, <laughs> unless they're just getting like—I I don't know—unless like I'm like the sharpest person in the world, and Ma- the public is all on the unders. Maybe I'm it's the long game, and I'm again. just hitting these overs. Public's maybe they're waiting, the they're waiting. They're waiting. Yeah, they're, public's never on the unders. They're right. lulling you in
1: with these overs, and then they're like, Seidenberg's going to play over. <laughs> Boom! Got them they right hit we you. want you.
0: Well, what you know? What I I, I got a push in Vegas game six on or game five on Friday because I said at seven take the under, yeah. But at six and a half maybe take the over. I said that's the fine line that you walk here. And guess what? There were sevens painted across the board. Now if you if you found the six and a half and you played the over, you hit because there were seven goals scored. Yeah. But if you got the seven like I did, you pushed because you I took the under seven. Um, if you did both. If you did both, you're a winner, you're a winner, you did a good job. But um I got a seven. I'm like, I don't like seven's too high. seven's too high, you go under seven, but six and a half is a play to go over if that makes sense. So for this game, six right now is I'd still take the over. It's gonna push at worst case. and at five and a half, it's a it's a banger on the over. And I do like Dallas, and I, I would sprinkle a little bit on Dallas puck line. Minus a goal and a half. Okay. I think they win this one, not, I don't want to say rather easily, but I think it could be it could wind up being a two-goal. Maybe Dallas in regulation if you want to do a 60-minute line, something now, like that.
1: Now, we do know that this is an all-American semifinals, no matter what. Uh, this is America's game, hockey after all. Yes. No Canadian teams will be allowed in the uh, conference yeah, finals. Yeah, but you know what would be amazing,
0: though, is if Dallas wins tonight... The four remaining teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Vegas, Dallas, Florida, and Carolina. Hold on. I know. All original six. (laughs) No. Oh. (laughs) That's not true. All cold weather cities where hockey is extremely popular. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's
3: true.
0: Seriously. Florida. It's going to be. You can play outside. what, What is the average temperature going to be? For the, for the conference finals games in Vegas, Dallas, Fort Lauderdale, and and Raleigh, North Carolina. North Carolina's probably going to be the coldest temperature of all of these. <laughs> and it'll be, what, 80s?
1: Yeah, I think uh, America's game. Yeah. I think I nailed it. America's
0: game. <laughs> hockey is a warm weather sport. We know it. It's a Sorry, warm Canada. weather sport. Get better. Get better. Right now. Uh, what would you say if you had to guess right now who's the favorite to win the Stanley Cup?
1: I want to say VGK. I know that's probably
0: wrong. I'll guess bit wrong. the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina is your favorite right now, plus two hundred five. Vegas is next at plus two sixty five.
1: Mac, who's going to win the Stanley Cup Finals? The
2: Vegas Golden Knights. That's better. who
0: I think too, man. So market business,
2: you know but because I want it to happen.
0: Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Vegas, first time back in the conference—well, you know, not first time back in the conference final, but they they made it to the uh, Stanley Cup final in their very first season as a team. And this year— Seattle could do the same. Seattle could do the same is right. I hope we beat them. But the thing is— I hope we get to play them, too, because It's stuck. actually more impressive— what Seattle has done this year, oh, than what Vegas shit. did in their first Oh, because they changed. I'll, I'll, the, I'll uh, get out of this chair right now. They
1: changed the rules, right? For yes. the uh, the
0: drafting, they like changed our... the expansion draft rules when Vegas came into the league. Well, we we,
2: we drafted too good.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the problem. And, and Everybody got well, mad. They changed the rules. <laughs>
2: Everyone literally got mad.
0: Everyone got mad because they changed the rules. Teams were not allowed to protect as many players. Vegas got a stacked team for an expansion team, and. They changed the rules right. after that, and the conspiracy was that the league just wanted Vegas to be successful because it's Vegas, and this was the first of the professional sports, major professional sports, to come here, and they wanted to prove that it would work. Well, so you give them a good team. And guess it what? It works. It works. It works. Good baseball day for the getaway day sweep avoidance system, AJ, as it went three and one. And now on the season, nineteen and sixteen plus four point four three units. For the getaway day. That'll fate. work. Yeah. Uh, Marlins did well winning, avoiding a sweep at the hands of the Reds. Tigers. Oh, the Tigers are playing good baseball. They they avoid the sweep. They win. Uh, some other results from yesterday. The Rockies, they avoid the sweep, and they win against the Phillies. I don't know if you saw what happened in this game, but Bryce Harper got ejected after uh, trying to fight the entire Rockies dugout, um, even with his hurt elbow, he didn't care. This was pretty Bring wild. It, on? it was the at the end of the seventh inning, I guess. Uh, Pitcher showed a little bit of an emo- a little bit of emotion. Harper took exception. There were words, and he starts charging at the dugout, and the bench is clear. Harper gets ejected. So uh, fired up moments there, and in uh, in Coors Field, the Rockies get the four nothing win. A good game pitched by Kyle Freeland. Uh, Also, the Mets' uh, Max Scherzer, who was very, very, very bad in his return from the suspension when he allowed six runs in three innings. Well, I guess he figured out how to use rosin and sweat again because Scherzer throws five innings of two-hit baseball, allowing just one run and strikes out six as the Mets beat the Nationals. That'll do. That'll do. That'll 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 help you bounce back, right? Good win for the Mets. The Cardinals break up the Cardinals. They sweep the Red Sox. What? Have have the Cardinals figured this thing out now? They're no. Six and one in their last seven games. That's pretty good. This team still might, don't trust them. This team might be turning it around. Although the Cardinals will be the team to fade here on Monday.
1: You know, let me ask you something. I gotta ask you a baseball question. The Cardinals sent down Jordan Walker, Mm -hmm. who was like, I I, I think he set the record for most hits to start a career.
0: Yeah, but then he started slumping big time.
1: So now you got a guy who was hitting like 275. You send that guy to the minors? A rookie? Like, if Anthony Volpe was hitting 275, they'd build a freaking statue for him.
0: Already have, bro. (laughs) Uh, No, the thing is, is sometimes you just want a guy to get the at-bats. And if Walker was going to start to be platooned, um, it's better for him to just go down to AAA and play every day and get five at-bats, you know, a game, as opposed to playing every other day and only getting, you know, a certain amount of at-bats. So All right. that's, that's what you do, especially if you have options on let's, the player. Let's get and,
1: serious, bro. Yeah. Let's get so, serious, Cardinals.
0: Well, maybe they'll call him back up eventually. But the Cardinals are the fade here today. Why? because Sunday night baseball with travel teams that play on Sunday night baseball and then travel to another city to play a game on that following Monday, fading those teams. You are four and one this season. And so the Cardinals are the fade as they played in Boston last night and then traveled home to St. Louis where they will host the Brewers tonight. Jack Flaherty on the mound for the Cardinals. Freddie Peralta goes for the Brewers. And all these teams have also not scored a lot of runs the following day so far this season. So Cardinals, who scored nine last Niner. night, might not score nine coming up here tonight. The Brewers might, because Jack Flaherty's pitching. That's very true. <laughs> uh, we have one semi-day game. It's a four o five Eastern time start. The Nationals and Mets will wrap up their wraparound series. Patrick Corbin Day. Uh-oh. Hey, hey, now Mets are minus 160 with David Peterson on the hill.
1: Oh, David Peterson maybe worse than Patrick Corbin.
0: Yeah. Uh I yeah, maybe uh it's a nine and a half total, but I'd still like to fade Patrick Corbin and go with like maybe a Mets first five team total over okay. two and a half. Something like that. That seems like a play. Because here's the thing. You can get Mets team total at five and a half. That's a lot of runs. Or you can take their first five team total at two and a half. Just give me three runs in the first five innings and, and you know, if they score five for the game, you know, you're okay there. Uh, Shohei Otani gets the start for the Angels at the Orioles. Grayson Rodriguez goes for the Orioles. This is a low line for Otani and the Angels, minus 130. Ooh.
1: Good pitching matchup. Uh, Grayson Rory has been play- pitching better yeah. late, at least getting a lot of strikeouts. And that's
0: why. And the Orioles are just, you know, they're playing good baseball, so there's a lot of love for the Orioles here. But then again, it's like Shohei Otani at this price is kind of hard to pass up. Yeah, uh, Yankees at the Blue Jays, Alec Manoa, Johnny Brito. The Blue Jays at home this year are 12-3. Oh, boy. 12-3. and 3 What are they, the Warriors? At home. We got a system here? On the road this year, <laughs> the Blue Jays are... 12 and 13. No, not good enough.
1: Not good enough to be a full blown system.
0: But the best home teams in Major League Baseball right now, the Blue Jays at twelve and three. And the Rays at the Rays at nineteen and three. Yeah, that's pretty good. And cool. then the Blue Jays at twelve and three. Those are the best home teams right now.
1: I'd like to look at an over in this game, particularly with, with Brito on mm-hmm. the mound. I uh, you know I'm I'm not a fan of him. Uh Alec Manoa's not been Alec Manoa of nope. old. Uh and the the Yankees like they got beat up. Their yeah. pitching got beat up by the Rays. 29 runs. they allowed, And they, they scored a lot of runs, mm-hmm. too, don't get me wrong, uh, in a split with the Rays. But the pitching's been rough for the Yankees. Uh, I, I like this one to go over.
0: Your boy George Kirby gets to start for the Mariners in Boston against the Red Sox.
1: Slim, I like Tanner
0: Houck going for Boston. Seattle minus one twenty.
1: Especially with the Red Sox coming off, you know, the, the, the Sunday night game. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, got,
0: they just got swept too. Yep,
1: I, I like I like my boy uh, my boy Slim.
0: Uh, the Braves are at the Rangers. Charlie Morton against Dane Dunning. Dane good Dunning
1: pitching matchup.
0: Three and zero with a one seven two ERA. He's off to a good start now for Texas. Yeah,
1: I'd look at an under in this game, which is a little scary with these two teams, but uh, really good pitching yeah. matchup here. Cut.
0: Cubs are at the Astros. Framber Valdez goes for Houston. They're minus 190 against the Cubs. Jamison Tyone goes for Chicago.
1: Yeah, Tyone has has not pitched a lot since coming back from injury. He's been on a short leash. Mm-hmm. And on that short leash, he's been pretty bad. So uh I could see the Astros getting to him. And Framber, despite being three and four on the win-loss, has been pretty damn good this season. Yeah. So uh I, I like the Astros a little bit as
0: well. The Reds are small road favorites in Colorado, minus 125. Hunter Green on the hill. He's got swing and miss stuff against Connor Siebold. So maybe look at maybe a green strikeout prop or Reds are past there in that one. Diamondbacks at the A's. This is a very, very high price for the Diamondbacks. It's Merrill <laughs> Kelly against Drew Rosinski. but the A's are just. What's higher, the price or Rasinski's ERA? Yeah, I mean, the A's just close stink they they really do. Uh, this team is pathetic. I can't believe we're going to have to watch them here in a couple of years.
1: They'll get better when they come here.
0: Yeah. No they're gonna, doubt. They're going to share a stadium with the Raiders? No. <laughs> it would be funny. Uh, the Royals are at the Padres. Brad Keller goes for KC. Michael Waka 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 for the Padres who are minus 210. Phillies at the Giants. Bailey Falter goes for the Phillies. Alex Wood for the Giants. San Francisco's minus 115. Curious to see if Harper is in the lineup after the uh, altercation that occurred. Why was he so last mad? Last night. He's just mad. He's a
2: salty dude, He's a man. Passionate guy. From Vegas, you know, got that edge.
0: Yeah. yeah. Here's uh, one game that I, I'm circling right now. Dodgers are home favorites, minus 120 against the Twins. Noah Syndergaard goes for the Dodgers. Pablo Lopez, your boy. My boy for the Twins. So I'm interested in taking the Twins as road dogs here in L.A. against the Dodgers. Syndergaard keeps getting favorited. And keeps losing. Yeah. He's got a 6.12 ERA. Sad news in the gambling world, uh, the poker world especially, but I think everybody in the gambling world, and especially here in Las Vegas, uh, lost a great one. As the legend, Doyle Brunson, passed away at the age of 89. If you played poker, you knew the name Doyle Brunson. If you watched the movie Rounders, that's probably maybe the first time some of you even heard the name. Doyle Brunson, uh, I think, and Mackenzie. Maybe you can back me up on this because you know you're, you're more into poker. I mean, I, I was into poker. Man, I mean, it was probably a little bit before the uh, the money maker boom. Okay, right, yeah, because it was right around before the before th- was cool. You He's know, an OG. Well, it was it was rounders. So rounders okay, came Thunder out and cool. rounders came out in '98, I think. Um, when yeah, right, and I think it was right after rounders came out that. My friends and I, got we got really into poker, and the first thing I did was pick up a book to learn about poker. I was told it was the book. And the book that I picked up was Doyle Brunson's Super System. Me too. Same. And also... First poker book. Also, Hold'em... What was it? No Limit Hold'em for Advanced Players by Sklansky and Malmoth. Those were like the two books that I read when I first started playing poker, and... You know, you'd, you'd start to learn a little bit about the World Series of Poker, and obviously the movie Rounders did a good job of detailing some of the, the, the more famous uh, World Series that occurred. But Doyle Brunson, the OG man, 10-time World Series of Poker champion.
1: Back-to-back champion.
0: Like Steve Fezzik, yeah. And what was it? The famous hand? What was it? Ten 2, two, two two ten, right? Yeah, ten two is the. I
2: played that so often for no reason, just because I. It was called
0: it. the Doyle. It was called the the Brunson, the Doyle Brunson. Like you yep. had a hand That's named. after terrible hand. He had a hand named after
2: him. Both his World Series
1: wins. That was his uh, his whole cards. Yeah, ten two. So, yep. it's,
0: it's just absolutely the wild. Seventy seven
2: won You gotta be like, you fucking kidding me? Can you
0: <laughs> put those over. Yeah, he won. Um, he his last cash came in twenty eighteen. Uh, made the final table in one of the events there at the like World a high Series. Lobe turn, yeah, yeah. But he was literally—I mean, can you call him the Godfather of Poker?
1: Like, I mean, he's up there. He's certainly yeah. like a Mount Rushmore guy, like a, as far as like the the guys who are, are most well known amongst poker players. So, yeah. uh, certainly a big loss for the, uh, the the
0: the betting world. He is uh, tied second all time in World Series of Poker bracelets with Johnny Chan, who's the OG. One of the OGs, obviously. And Phil Ivey, uh, Phil Helmuth has the most. Ironically, Doyle Brunson died at age
1: 89. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his picture from 1976 when he won his first... <laughs> He looked like he was eighty. He looked like he was eighty nine. Yeah. Like he's people looked, back
0: then looked older than he's looked super old yeah.
1: forever. Like he had, uh, I guess this. I'll put it in a nice way. Doyle Brunson hasn't aged a day since nineteen seventy six. Yeah. But so. also, like,
0: <laughs> you know, he's he was famous for the the bolo hat, you know, the cowboy hat and whatnot, and um, just one of the OGs in the uh, gambling world, in the poker world. So uh, rest in peace, the great Doyle Brunson, Texas Dolly. We hope you enjoyed your Mother's Day weekend. Did you guys do anything uh, special? Of course. I hit the, I hit the slots with mom. Yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How'd you, yeah. Do? We How'd you do? We won. We won. Right, big right. winner. Big winner. We, I uh... mean, you won just because you were with your mom. Exactly. She she brought out the luck. No, showing her. We were waiting to have dinner, and uh, we walked around, and I showed her some games. Because she likes, there's a couple of games that she likes, and I always tell her don't play those games because, like, they're for suckers. But, you know, she likes the whole money thing, and there's, like, a game with, like, dollar bills on it, and it's, like, it's fun to see when you win. I'm like, man, you're not going to win playing those games. You're only, you're only going to win with uh, advantage plays. So I walked around, I showed her a couple of games, and, and we hit. We hit a couple of bonuses. So it was a nice, it was a profitable, it was a profitable day. And you know what? You can have a profitable day by joining us at pregame.com. If you are a new member and you've never signed up at Pregame.com before, just for signing up, you get $25 to spend on the website. So right away, you're an automatic winner. You can use that $25 on anything you'd like. Maybe a best bet package. Maybe $25 off something that's more than $25. Whatever. $25 just for signing up. And then, as an extra bonus, if you use our promo code MOM30, you're going to get $30. So, $25 just for signing up, and then $30 using the promo code MOM30, that's $55 to spend at Pregame.com. You can get two best bets. You can get the rest of May all-access, so that's the rest of this month at a discounted price. You can get the rest of the year at a discounted price. You can get a playoff package, a full season, a seven-day all-access, a 30-day all-access, Endless options at pregame.com. Again, sign up if you haven't already. And if you've already signed up, use our promo code MOM30 and get $30 to spend because we appreciate you. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow straight out of Vegas AM, wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us a rating and a review. Share the pod with your friends because we're here. Each and every morning, Monday through Friday, giving you all the info you need to get your day started off on the right foot. Because we're just that good of people, right?
1: I I like to think so. I try. Yeah.
0: I try to be good.
1: Yeah. McKenzie, not so much. I think McKenzie, I don't know. I think he generally tries. Who doesn't? I don't really (laughs) try that hard. I'm I'm natural, I think. Well, if you try sometimes, (laughs) you just might find. So get what you need. Yeah.
0: For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Offman. I'm Scott work. We are straight out of Vegas. A. yeah.